Once again, my name's Ellen Powell. I've worked for Pastor Davis. Um, it'll be 10 years next month doing um, his books and being his admin. Um, I know Shelby through the office. He's helped me with some different finance stuff. And then he asked me to come speak on this software just to let you guys kind of know what I like about it, what I don't like about it. So I'm not a public speaker. I'm usually the one behind the desk doing all the work, you know, administering it out. So the way I kind of want to do this, since we're not going to have you being able to see everything, um, I just want to say first for, for the, the tape and stuff, I don't work for church windows, um, so I'm not selling their product. So um, don't be afraid to ask me the hard questions about it, and I'll be honest and tell you what I like and I don't like about it. We had used another program. I'm not going to say what it was before because other people have been here presenting it. But for me, it didn't work because it was too difficult. And I'm not an accountant. I'm not, I didn't have a history in that. So for me, it not being user-friendly for an accountant, I bet it was great. It would, you know, for them, they would love it. Church Windows is an easy-to-learn program for anybody. Um, what I like about them, you can go to their website. Here's where I'm going to tell you to find your most information is churchwindows.com. They have on there um, all kinds of question and answer things. They have free um, tutorial videos. They have webinars. Um, you can sign up for a free download to try it out. That's what I would suggest you do. Just see how it works for your church. Price-wise, there's different prices, different modules you can buy. So you don't have to buy the whole set. You can just do membership or just do accounting or just do payroll or... Um, donations we use we were using all of them I never did use their scheduler it didn't work for us now because we've grown so big their membership file doesn't work for for me for all the things we want to track so we've switched to breeze for that part of it now I still enter members in the membership thing just to keep track of some dates and stuff I'll use it for me personally but um that mod, that specific module, we've, we've kind of outgrown. Church Windows offers starter sets for, for new churches, so it's based on where you're at, which I like about them because some softwares, you don't get that. It's one price fits all. They're not like that. They give you, when you sign up with them, they give you an account number. This is the way it works. And if you have technical issues, you call their office, you give your account number, and they will call you back. And they are very good about calling back. I love their tech support. Very friendly. They don't talk down to you. They teach you and walk you through it. So, like I said, this is their website, and then you can see all the things available. I'm going to turn this around so I can... But, like, if you go to their website and you go to um, support, right on here they have, there's a monthly support newsletter they send out. They email you or you can go to this page. What I like about them, especially with payroll, they do all the um, tax updates for you. You just go here and you click download. So I don't have to research all that information. I'm not a payroll specialist, but because of their payroll program, Payroll is real easy to do, okay? One thing I like about the program, too, I enter, um, I enter the donations. It, it matches with the membership. It 
automatically links with accounting, so I'm not having to re-enter information and worry about transposing numbers. Same way with payroll. It's a different module, but if you have that, their payroll module and their accounting, it links everything together. So there's no double entry. There's no worrying about messing something up. That I love. Um, and like I said, I don't have to know all the tax laws. I don't have to do all that. Once again, about their tech support, just to clarify, because I had to learn this. Um, they're there for technical issues. Legal questions they can't, you know, they can't answer. That's what I call him for. <laughs> like, Shelby, I have a question. And I've done that before. And he passes it on if it's, I mean, he'll tell me who to get with if it's not something he can answer for me. Um, but like I said, they're very friendly. I encourage you to go. You can see all their different um, modules listed on the side, which for you guys here, and the different things. So I would say go really check that out in their training. They are located in Columbus, so they're close here. It's not like some big company somewhere else. Um, they partner with um, some different companies, and I'm going to say we use Steeple Accounting, which is listed on their site. Mary Lou was here a speaker last year and spoke on fraud in the finances. I don't know if any of you went to her thing. But we at Lima First, I do, how long do I say this? In a lot of churches, you have different secretaries who will do different parts. Okay? I do it all. Which I don't like. Shelby's heard me say I don't like. So the way to help protect me with steeple accounting um, for the bank recs, we pay somebody who online comes into my computer and does the bank recs once a month. And then for year-end stuff before I run the W-2s and W-3s and all that, Mary Lou from steeple accounting comes in and makes sure all my books are up to date. And So for a smaller church starting out who doesn't have, we're not a small church, but we just staff differently. So that's my protection. So I'm saying they do partner with different, and steeple accounting is not that expensive. And to me, it's worth it to cover me. And if you have somebody who's doing a lot of it, it's worth it to, to hire them. It checks for fraud, like I said, and they just make sure everything's reconciled. I like that safety. So any questions about anything up front? Well, what, Don? what's the size of your church? Because a lot of times people say, my church isn't big, but what does that mean to different people? <laughs> Okay, we have um, an average attendance weekly of like 706 people. Adherent-wise, though, we have 1,500 to 1,800. So it's, you know, and like I said, with this software, you can go in and purchase it by the size of your church. So for like for the church just starting out that's smaller, they will help you to get what you need, and it costs you less. Okay. Any other questions or things so far? Because I'll show you. I'll go into the software here in a minute. But I just, questions you might want answered so I make sure I show you. So are you, are you writing checks and everything else through? Yeah, we print it directly out of here. <laughs> yeah, we do everything through here. Yeah. And like I said, that's what I like that it all links. Now, like I said, I do it all. It is set up. There's an administration um, part in the module that say we hire different people, which we're in the process of looking for somebody to help me with the books. I give them their password and I give them permission. Say I just want them to enter donations, but I don't want them to see payroll. I don't let anybody see payroll right now. I, you can keep all that separate to where they can log in and do their part and it'll still sync with. Okay. 
The only way they let you do, unless they've changed it, because we looked into it, the only way they'll allow multiple computers to be on it is if you are hardwired at the church. They won't let you network at the church. Now, they do have an online thing that we've chosen not to do at this point. Then it doesn't matter because it's all online and they'll all sync. But we did find out because we're all wireless. They didn't want us having multiple computers at the church. It's something about the way their software is set up and for safety reasons and stuff. I don't understand that a techie would understand. We weren't allowed to do that. So that's something to think about, too, if you're, how, how your system's set up. You can pay more money and everything be done online. The other thing is the only way a Mac computer can do this program is if you do the web-based. And I don't know that there's any accounting program out there for a Mac right now. Is there? That's not web-based. It has to be web-based, doesn't it? I'm thinking. I'm thinking. When we researched for Max to have financial programs, it had to be. Yeah, it has to be online. You can't do it just on a Mac. It, for whatever reason, they don't support it. Um, so I can show you here. I'll get out of this. When you open up, how do I get rid of this little box? I'm not seeing. I'm like, it's not going off. All right, thank you. All right, so when you would, um, I'll do this first. I'll just get rid of it. On, if you buy different modules, um, all of them are in the church windows, which looks like a stained glass um, window up here. By the way, that's my family, five generations. It's like, it's cool. Um, so that's what that looks like. That's the icon for that. And then um, I'm looking for the payroll one on there. Payroll is here. So they never have payroll as part of the other. It's always separate um, for obvious reasons. So people aren't looking. But, but they all link together. So we'll go back. Open this. When you open it up, you can see this is the accounting module. So... I'm like showing you this because it's all user friendly. See how when you look at, you guys look across the top there. But um, like there's, you click on financials, there's different reports. Balance sheets, fund activity report, treasure report. Those are your three most important reports that you're going to use all the time. So you can access them through there or you can hit this that says reports. You have um, entering bills. Income would be, I don't use the income in accounting um, I do everything. I enter it all from the donations site unless the only time I use income is if we've rented the building or whatever. We're not doing a lot of that right now, so I don't use that as often. But enter bills, say you have bills to pay. Let's see if my touch screen's going to work. Here we go. It's real easy. I would type up here, say I want to pay um, our visa, which is. Okay, I can do that. Can you guys all see that one? You can tell I'm not used to doing this. <laughs> okay, so if I'm going to pay Visa, I would write that in there. I put superior, because ours is through our bank. Expense account, say I broke down the bill and I'm going to, I have, um, we'll say church supplies. So I start typing church supplies. See how it brings it up? I've, you've got a fund, okay? And then you can put the amount in, carry it over and all that. So you can see the funds, let's go to 
Now, would you need to go in and set all those up? Yeah, and that's what I'm going to show you. I'm going to go manage accounts. And you can do your funds from up here. Um, you can add an asset. And, it, and it's set up. All your assets, the number system you use, start with a 1. All your liabilities start with a 2. Your funds, like you have general fund, missions fund, those start with a 3. And then any number that starts with a 4 is an income. And any number that starts with a 5 is an expense. That's how the software works. So you would go in and say for women's, you say the number is 3.100,100 your women's fund. Then 4.100,100 could be income to that fund, like say donations to that fund. And then if you have, you go 4,100,101, um, break it down more specific, something in that women's ministry if they're tracking. You can be as specific as you want or as vague as you want. And then you would do the 5,100,100s would be the expenses. So it groups them all together so then when you go to run reports, you can do just a fund report and it keeps it all together, which I give to them monthly so it shows. We'll just do that. I'll show you what a, a fund activity. To go to reports, you obviously hit on the reports and it lists all the different reports that are set up. Um, if I'd go to fund activity report, bring that over here, go to next. And because we have so many, if the button works, sometimes it doesn't respond. Um, you, you see this, and you can say detailed as of whatever date you want. You can do a, con which then will show everything in every account, okay, or every fund. Or you can do just a month or a year to date. So say we're going to do a detailed, I don't want all these funds, so I'm going to unselect all and pick what I want. So I'm just going to pick, um, we'll do the youth one. Bring it over. And then you can go to options, like I said, and pick. You can show accounts with a zero balance or not. Um, then, why this screen is acting weird. Is that why? How do I get it to be full screen again? Because I'm getting cut off. See, it's technical difficulties. Just move it over. Okay. It's forced to be smaller because that doesn't have. I gotcha. That one doesn't have. Okay. So on this, you can either export it, the report out. Um, if you would hit export, then you get to choose. Um, when it opens up here, if you wanted how you want the document to be, what type of file, or you can send it by email. Also, you can hit print. It's not going to automatically print, so I'm always hitting print just to look at the screen. This is still going to cut most of it off. There you can see. But you see how it shows um, the 3125 is the 612 Youth Fund. And then you come down, total income, they broke it down by contributions, designated income, youth convention, fine arts, and then um, the expenses, the different accounts. If you could see the whole thing, you can see there's money over there. So it's going to say current activity, beginning, balance. I wish it would go like this. You can see a little more of it. 
And right now, ours is showing they're in the negative because um, the way their budgets are set up, the board has me at certain times transfer so much money over. We're at the beginning of the year still, kind of, so I'm waiting on my board to communicate with me. So any questions about the reports or you understand the, the setting up of the funds? And you can pick whatever numbers you want. It's just with them, a one is an asset, a two is a liability. For me, the liabilities are the payroll stuff, the taxes. I keep all that separate. Does it automatically, um, when you assign the number, is it the same number for what the income expense, it automatically relates to two, or do you have to somehow? You have to put, you put it in. I mean, yeah, you assign it. There's, so let's it could go be to that. Number, you just associate it someplace. That yeah, let's go out of here. We go to manage accounts. Say I want to add an income account. It'll bring me in here and show me everything I already have. So you can scroll through there and kind of pick what number you want. You, some people go, I went, when I was initially taught how to do this, this was the numbers I saw. Some people will just go, 4.10.1 or what I mean you can decide however you want to set that up you just want to make sure you group um, when you assign them you put them under the right fund does that make sense like here I can see everything that's under general fund if I go up here and I want to add something say to the couples because that's a smaller one if I want to add another account I just type it in there because we're in the income and then I gotta go to the expense one to do it, or the other way is to go over here. They have several ways of doing it. You could go to the funds, go down here, we'll just say youth. And if I say click on here and it says right click to add or delete accounts, if I right click on there and I say I want to add a new income account, boom, it brings it up. I type in whatever number and it won't let you assign the same number twice, it catches that. But you can type it in wrong, which has happened to me before, and then you got to go find it. It's like, why isn't that showing up? So I recommend when you're doing it, check it, like every couple of times, check it. Don't wait till you've entered 100 and you're like, wait a minute. So does that make sense? See how easy it is to add? And you do that, you can do that with adding funds, with adding expense accounts, um, income accounts. So that's that. There's so much I could talk about. That's why I'm kind of like, if you ask specific questions, it'll be easier for me to just show you. I can show you, if you're done with accounting here, I'll show you what. Does your pay, so is your pay bills directed through your guys' bank then? Because like right now I go on and I pay all of our church bills through just the key bank online thing. But if we did this, we would link that then? Well, I do payroll electronically, and certain bills I can pay electronically. But because ours is a two-signee, our checks have to be signed by two specific people. I mean, we have six, I think there's eight people that can be chosen from. It's all of our board and the pastor. I can't sign checks. So our bank won't allow unless they would be willing to go online, and my board members are not willing to go online and do that. Marking which bills will be will have a check written for it. It's not tied to it. Right. Oh, well, okay. yeah. So if I say pay bills, I can go there, and um, I can go to Quick Pay. 
the ones that I do online, like um, pay vendors with a balance, I can go in here and see my tax things that are there. And then those will are set up to go electronically. But like you said, no, this is set up to send two checks. And when you get to the print checks thing, you can say if you want it electronically or a check. You pick what the form of payment is. Like default pay method, if I click on there, I have options of manual check, computer check, cash, electronic fund transfer, debit card, or credit card. So you can... you put it in here, but it's not going to automatically do it. Like even when I enter that I'm doing electronic fund transfers, I still have to go to that site and actually, like the taxes, I go to the federal site, I go to the state site, and I have to manually do it. So, any other questions with accounting? Uh, I, I'm concerned with the uh, entering of contributions. Okay, well we'll go to donations. Because that's a different it's in the, this goes off, maybe, it's in a not responding mode, wait for program to respond. Love the little blue dot running around. <laughs> Don't you? I don't know why it's not responding. Well, with donations, we enter those. It's real simple how it's set up. You set up your accounts however you want, of, and you're always going to be adding those. And then it has a screen in there that says link. Let's get out of these so I can go, if it'll respond. That says link to accounting. So in one screen, you can see everything and link it to, and if you haven't already created that account, you need to go into accounting, create the account, and then you can, they have that same link to accounting capability both in the donation screen or on the accounting screen. So you can do it from either, either or. I don't know why it's not responding, but um, we'll give it a second. But You, you still do a, like a PAG and then, and then when, you, when you post it, it automatically flows through to all the categories. Right, because you've got it linked. So once you post it and you say transfer it, post it over, it'll do it. And then, um, thank you. I was afraid of you. So on here you would go to donations. It's waiting. I'll show you how easy this is. So you're going to say, from this screen, you can do different kinds of reports and track things too. Um, you do your donation statements from here. You can browse manage the giver, so say um, they have a change of address, you can change it right there. You got the check, you've got the tithe envelope, rather than having to go open up membership and do it. It's all linked. Um, to enter donations, you have up here where you go donation date. Ours is always Sunday. We always use the Sunday date, except for the online. I give it a different date. And for that question, for somebody asked me, online is not connected to this. I have to go pull that and then enter it. Okay? The, what we use online isn't connected. Do they have one that integrates? They were working on one. I don't know if it was completed yet or not because we're going to be using Breeze, something with Breeze and that guy that was talking today. That's what Jonathan wants us to use. So, Alright, so I would click on Say I'm going to do Sunday the 13th. So you put the date in. You just type up a giver. I'll just say it's me. 
So Ellen Powell. I'm already in the system, so it's going to bring my name up. Okay, say your name's not in the system. Uh, give me your name. Charlie. What was the last name? Okay, if I get that far, I see he's not in there. All I have to do is go to this plus button, say add donation giver, and then I can type in his name and address and say add giver finished and then go right on in. So it's so simple. You don't have to go. It used to be you had to go back into membership or guest, which is under membership, Add them in there and then go back. It was jumping screen to screen. It's not like that now. You can do everything just right here. So that's real easy for that. So we'll just say me for... So Ellen Powell, say I donated $5. Um, I gave cash. If, I, if we do check, we always put a check number in. And donation comments, you, I, I'll just say it was for a WM book. I come down here. Well, that's a bad example because I wouldn't get giving credit for that. Let's just say I gave it for um, missions. And on this, you can, I know 150 is the number, so I can type in 150 or if you, because we have a lot of accounts, if you just start typing, see how it brings it up so it's real quick. Missions. Tab, tab, and then I can put if it was for a special missions project or whatever. Or you can leave it blank. And you do done, add to batch, and you go right back up here and you do the next giver. And I do that. And we a lot of times have like 200 to 300 givers a week i got to enter. So um, that's pretty simple there. So you get all these people in here and you see all these people over here, but you want to check over here you hit accounts. And it'll break it down to ties, missions, whatever. So you get a quick glance. And then if you are like, I don't know how you guys do it. When I'm going through the tithe envelopes, I have a spreadsheet that I've printed off that I, for my checks and balances, I title missions, kids, whatever, across. And I'm going off the tithe envelopes, writing them in. The only ones I don't write is ties because that's going to be huge. But anything else that's designated, I do that and I get my amounts and then I can check it to this before I process. And if there's a mistake, what's cool is I can come over here and click and it'll put every name that gave to that with an amount so I can quickly find where my mistake is. So you're doing that first on something else before you're entering them? I do it on a piece of paper. It's my check and balance. Uh, otherwise, if I don't have something to check it against, I'm going to just, I could mess up. That's the system they had in place for me. I don't, some, other people may do something different. My counters don't want to take the time to do that for me, so I have to do it. I did get them. Didn't I tell them to do that? <laughs> you did, but they, yeah. You did. I did get them to alphabetize it for me, though. Yeah, he tried to help me out a lot. But, um, but if you can get your counters to do it, then which I think is better, ours, their volunteers are not going to do it. Yeah, right now our system is crazy. Like me and another volunteer does the, like we would do an Excel spreadsheet, and then I give it to you. We have an actual CPA who does our, the, the, this end of stuff. I think he mm -hmm. uses QuickBooks, whatever. What we're concerned for is health and blah, blah, blah. And I'm nervous that this might become me. And so that's why I came to this session. Like, 
that we might need to switch yeah. to something that makes more sense. Well, to me, like I said, I like it because everything's linked. Anybody else have any specific questions about this? Do you try to, as far as, as, far as you may try to match this so it comes up the same amount as your deposit? Mm -hmm. Right, but I before I take the stuff to the bank, I take that the handwritten columns out, and that I find it before I ever go to the bank. Oh, but so you are actually making the deposit. Yeah, they take the cash; they leave me the checks because there's a lot of errors with checks at times, and I got to catch it. What I don't do, well, I enter everything, and on the over on this side, down at the bottom. Because we haven't entered a lot, you're not going to see it, but it's going to give me a cash total and a check total, okay? So I add up all my checks so I have an amount. I make sure that matches. If it doesn't match, it means I entered something wrong and I need to find it before I go to the bank. I'm going to be honest, cash can be off a lot of times because the counters mess up. And I go with what the bank says is there. And the bank's supposed to count it in front of me and... Um, there used to be a lot of errors, and I still think it was on our side of our counters um, because now that I have forced them, we have sheets where they have to break down. There was this many ones. There was this many fives. They've slowed down, and there's a lot less error because anybody can make errors counting money. I mean, it's easy. So, and then the bank, if they say we're off, I look at them, and I'm like, you t where are we off? How many fives do you have? And sometimes the bank messes up, and they've, you know, so that's what we do to help with that. I try to never touch cash. It happens because we have a box at the back of the sanctuary for people who forgot to put their ties in or whatever. You're always going to have a little bit. But for the most part, I recommend whoever's entering it doesn't touch the cash. Right, Shelby? <laughs> like, but when people don't follow the rules, sometimes you always have those exceptions. But what I do is I pull somebody else in with me to count that cash, and there's two of us signing on it. So um, that's what we do. So, like I said, I like this because it's easy to find where the errors are because of the drop-down boxes, and it's pretty quick to see what's going on. Okay, any other questions about donations? We do online through our website, and we're in the process of changing it. I, and it's not here. Now, they may offer something. I, I come back and enter them in here. But I have to enter them manually. Just like I go to the website that we use for online donations and I print off their statement weekly. And then I have to come and enter it just like that was a tithe envelope. I enter it from that statement. Yeah, well, that's what the accountant that does my bank recs will do for me. And yes, sometimes it's a nightmare. Shelby knows I don't like online giving. But it's, it is what it is. It's, we all have to learn to deal with it. Um, it is the thing of the future. I just, and they're getting better, hopefully. I think for me, it's not that it's the online giving I don't like. It's sometimes those particular companies not getting me the information I need. That's my issue with it. So, but you're going to have to learn to deal with it. But as far as this program, you have to enter it manually, just like, and I always do it separate from Sunday. I give it the Monday date just because I want to keep it separate for quick reference for me of making sure it reconciles. So yes, I make it reconcile with what I have, but an issue that you may deal with and it, it, there's no easy answer for is sometimes when people use it directly from their checking account, 
you don't always get the name to go with the giving. And that's my frustration right now. And um, I, I had to deal with that this year. I got phone calls and emails from people, hey, on my giving statement, you didn't show this. And I'm like, I'm so glad you called me because I've been wondering who this is. So it's all on how you handle it. It's like, and then I, and then I educate them of a different way of online giving that is easier to So you don't have track. a service that handles all your online giving then? Well, it does. They do automatically deposit it in our checking account, but I have to reconcile my books. I can't remember the name. We don't use PayPal. We use, it, I don't even want to say who it is. I can't remember because we're, we're leaving them. So I don't even want to provide them. I can't remember what it is, though. That's what I'm saying. If you email me your, um, Ellen at LimaFirst.Church is my email. If you email asking me specifically, I'll look it up, and I can send that to you of who we aren't going with. <laughs> so that makes sense. Ellen, how much percentage online? We still get the majority in the offering basket. basket, Or I have a lot of people who are giving online. I said, if you want the convenience of giving online, I recommend you use your online banking. Have them set up where they automatically send us a check. I have a paper trail. It doesn't cost you anything. It doesn't cost me anything. We get 100% of what you give. And any other is. But statistically, you get more. Supposedly, in our church, I'm going to say no. But that doesn't mean it won't happen because we've got new people coming in and whatever age group it is, that certain age group doesn't even own a checkbook. So, you know, it, it just depends. When we added PayPal, we were shocked. Like, yeah. Ours, ours did not increase. Um, what we did have was people who always gave the traditional way, switched over because they wanted the points on their credit card. So I'm like, as long as we get the money, I guess it doesn't matter. Well, because on their credit card, though, you have to pay something for that. Delivery. Yes. A couple of the services, a couple of the different uh, online giving services, Tithely is one of them, Uh, Vanco Payment Solutions is another, that if you set up an online giving system with them, then they actually give the giver, the donor, the option of paying the fee. So they gross up the contribution. This morning, uh, we did the giving downstairs for Tithely, and you, I did I did a gift, and I had the option of, of paying that. And so I, I wanted to see how much came in from that because I'm nosy. So I checked during the first session, and there were a number of people I could tell who we got we got one gift for $515 and change because they wanted to pay, so we received $500. So you can, you can make that a, a possibility for them as well. Um, I think if you're going to do online, this is my own personal conviction. This is nobody else's, maybe not. Processing fees are a cost of doing business. If you're going to provide it, for most churches, it does increase the giving that well offsets the fees the church pays. So I don't want to ask the donor. I don't want to nickel and dime the donor, make it make it odd for them or weird for them to provide the gift. But there are services that make that available. Tidely is one of those. When I go in, we use we use that service with our church, and when I give my gift, I have the option of doing that if I want to. And it's just a little switch. And I think that's the one we're moving to. So, um, payroll. Oh, I'm getting rid of that. Put my password in. 
Okay, payroll, when you open it up, you're going to see data setup, which is where you can go into an employee file. It lists all our employees. You put in all their information, yada, yada. I'm not staying in there because you guys don't need to see what everybody gets paid. To calculate payroll, I just hit calculate payroll. You put in the date. I mean, it walks you through step by step, and then you'll just pick the names of the people. Like I said, I'm not going to show a whole lot because I don't want you to see stuff you shouldn't see. Oh, it's awesome because I'm not a payroll person and I do this easy and I send it electronically. It's the easiest thing and I love that it automatically links to accounting. Everything's good. I do... Um, Someone else writes the check. I print the check. Oh, you print the check. I mean, but these are all electronic. Okay. Um, except for our nursery workers that I print a hard check. I print all checks. I can't sign checks. So that's, I mean, that's just how ours is set up. Which, which you're fortunate Yeah. I refuse to. I listen to Shelby. <laughs> but in here, you get all kinds of reports. It's real easy to do so that you can do history reports for your board. You can do um, all the, like, the pay period earnings and deductions. I run once a month and then go online and pay the federal taxes, the school taxes, all that. It. it I would show you the report, but I can't because of, but you would see it's so easy, it breaks it down. It'll say this is the um, Social Security, this is the whatever. There's lines clear across, all the people down the side, and it's all broke down. So it's very easy to use. Um, same thing when it comes time to do um, the, the W-2s and W-3s and the quarterly 941s, that stuff, it's all there. It does it for you. Does it automatically enter in? You program it. Program. You put it in there for each person if they have, yeah. So that's all part of the employee setup, and then you link. When you do that, it actually reminds you, too, to, it says remember to link to accounts. And it takes you to another screen, so you make sure that their payroll taxes are going in the correct account in accounting. And that's the stuff, too, when I have questions, because pastors' things are so different sometimes, that's where steeple accounting is great to have that asset of calling her and talking to her and... And she checks all this out for me before I run anything, um, especially with all the new laws and things. I can't keep up on. I don't want to keep up on. That's beyond my pay grade. And <laughs> It's nice to have somebody that that's their thing, okay? And the cool thing with um, Mary Lou from Steeple is that she used to work for Church Windows, so she knows the software in and out. Having an accountant over you who knows the software, you don't want to be paying them to be figuring out your software, and answering your question, she already knows the software. So, all right. Any questions about payroll? Any questions about any of it? What, what, what do you pay annually? Right now, I mean, I think it depends. For your tech support, you can decide if you want to pay just where they talk to you on the phone, or you can pay a higher fee where they can access to fix things online. Um, I think this last time I decided to only do without the, them accessing it, and for our church size, I'm thinking it was it was four or five hundred dollars for the year. It's the other program we had before this. We were paying like that a month. We're using ACS. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's fine because no, that's the yeah. reality. Because there are different tiers of software for different budgets. We use ACS at our office, the full full blown product. I. I'm paying in the close to $600 a month range. 
um, in my world, but it, it is for what I do as a denominational office. That's what it's, because we have, we have a separate piece that they, for just that purpose. Um, church windows, we have a number of churches in, in Ohio that use church windows, um, and it's because it's, it's designed for a smaller environment, budget conscious, and so they give you different tiers of support, which is nice because you can buy, you know, it's kind of a cafeteria, you buy what you want, and, and then, you know, you're going to pay, you know, what you can afford. We pay nothing. And in 12 years, I've had them help me one time, and they helped me for free. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you're using church windows? But he's just using, you're just using donations and membership, right? Donations and membership. And you've never updated the program. Uh, it's, it's, it goes clear back. Yeah, that's how I said. That's why it was for free because they can't. That's awesome. How how big how big's your church? How big's your church? We keep record on ninety-nine. Yeah, that's why you can still get by. Yeah. What about anything goes wrong, I fix it. There you go. Are you private? Are you a church only, or do you have a school or a daycare? We're a church only. What about maybe I don't know if you can answer or if Shelby can. Well, when you say daycare, are you wanting it to be able to manage billing for families and tracking the children and right. so forth? Right. Um, that's a, I would just call the company, mm-hmm. talk to their salespeople. Um, for billing, obviously, you have receivables. There are receivables. Well, you can't, yeah. You can, that's probably a module that you can purchase. Well, it said income. Uh, in the data, there was income that's separate from donations. Well, but I'm talking about actually in this scenario, you'd want to be doing billing. Right. So if you have Oh, this, yeah, that, I would talk to so them. So there's probably an accounts receivable functionality that is available, um, and then you could put in your families for their different pricing and so forth. Um, there are, you know, Dublin Radiant Life uses two different products. They use one that's for the church, and then they have a database product for the daycare. I don't know if they just never decided to merge them. I've got a data. I've got that, and I've got QuickBooks for. So I mean, it'd be a question to ask. Yeah, okay. as long. I mean, if you're using a, you use, does your daycare daycare use the same checking account as a church? Are all the no. expenses roll through. No, it is a different. Okay, account. but you can set up different. You can set up different banks. It'd be just a question to ask their sales sales support what that would look like with a church and a daycare environment. Okay. Okay, it's time to stop. No. Nope. Okay. Um, well, yeah, it's about. Because it's 2.20. Okay. Any other real quick questions? Just real quick. All right. Thank you.